Good morning, everyone. Hi. As you can see, things are a little different today. Did you notice? OK. No, not at all? OK. So um, if you're joining us online also, you could probably see things are a little bit different. So I want to invite you to grab a journal, grab a pen, um, and just get in a comfortable place. Sorry, I've got like a million things in my hands today. Um, so today we are going to be doing a practice of solitude and a spiritual practice together. So that's why the tables are like this. I'm not going to make you talk to each other. So if you're nervous about that, you don't have to be nervous about that. But if you want to talk, you can talk too. Anyways, um, I loved that the kids said, make gingerbread, not war. And that made me hungry for a, um, a gingerbread house. So I, I'm going to be doing the message this morning, but I've got some announcements first. Um, the first announcement is for our Christmas offering this year, we want to support our brothers and sisters at Linden Life Fellowship. I don't know if you guys remember when Robert Caldwell was here and he talked about racism in the church. He was here, I think it's September, but they're from Linden Life Fellowship and we have been partnering with Linden Life Fellowship in a lot of different ways and we will have continual um, partnership with them, which I will tell you about. So as Central Vineyard's committed to being a neighborhood church that engages suffering, we recognize that racism caused in and by the church as a whole has brought so much pain to our community, and it's also not a reflection of Jesus or the kingdom. So we are partnering with Robert from Linden Life Fellowship in his work of racial justice in the community. So Linden Life Fellowship serves the community through a lot of different ways. They have an after-school program, a sports academy. Um, they do family engagement and support. They also have a fresh market where people can come and get food. And Robert also runs poverty simulations to educate people who might not have known about the hardships otherwise. Um, so us as Central Vineyard have committed to raise $20,000 to support Linden Life Fellowship in the work that they do to bring attention to racism in the church and in our community. Um, yeah, thank you. I mean, I don't know why I'm saying thank you. I'm Thank you to you guys for partnering with us. Um, just because what they do is really important. And if we are a neighborhood church loving our community, that's a part of it. Um, so, so far, we've given a little bit over 5000 to their mission, which has helped to financially support some of their staff and volunteers to help keep their mission going. Um, so for our Christmas offering this year, we want to give to them and give them a special gift. Um, so when you go on to tithe, Kelly's telling me to slow down, sorry, it's the coffee speaking. <laughs> um, but if you go on our regular tithing page, it should be the first little thing that shows up or there's like the drop down thing, so it's on there. It's easy as that. So thank you guys for doing that um, and for partnering with us to partner with them. And along with that, Robert is going to be hosting a racism and the church class coming up in January. Um, so this, is, this class is to help um, us understand how racism has shaped the church in America and what we can do to overcome it. So the class will start with unpacking negative effects that race, class, and cultural bias has had on all people in America. Um, and not just racial and ethnic minorities. It will address how the biases have shaped the church, distorted the gospel, and hindered relationships between people and different races. Um, and then it will end with individual and organizational strategies to build relationships, inform misperceptions, and develop authentic unity among believers. 
So the first three classes, it's going to start January 24th, which is Luis's birthday. Yay! <laughs> He's going to be 30 this year. Woo! Anyways, um, so the first three classes are going to be at Linden Life. Um, and then the last three classes are going to be here at Central Venue. So it'll be really cool to be in their space and to be with their congregation as well. That information's in an email. We're going to be posting it on Facebook, sending it out, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, second to last thing, youth group is on again this week. First hour is going to be the Republic. <laughs> I got an excited yes over there, so that's great. Um, and then two to four will be lesson and hangout. And I want to invite Jen and David up to tell you guys a little bit about Royal Family Kids and the toy drive that we did. I'm going to grab my fan. Good morning. We just wanted to come up and say we had our Christmas party yesterday. Um, and so I just wanted to say thank you. We sponsored, well, not we, you guys sponsored gifts for seven kids and family gifts for five families. So um, I know it's hard because everybody always asks, like, did they like it? You guys don't get to see. We have to keep confidentiality so I can't take pictures and show you. But I can tell you they were super excited, super excited. Um, so it's just really a fun time they got to do. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Claus came and they decorated cookies with Mrs. Claus and they had little Christmas trees to decorate. So it was just a really great time. And we are so blessed and thankful for this congregation. Um, it is a lot of work to coordinate all of it, but it doesn't, this piece doesn't stress me out because you guys come every year. Like I don't have to worry about, are we gonna have enough people to sponsor gifts? Like you guys just come through every year and we're just so thankful for your support for these kids. So we wanted to come up and say thank you. Thank you guys. Thanks guys. And thanks for all that you do for Royal Family Kids. It's amazing. I'm so excited for them to get all the gifts and I know the families get the hot chocolate baskets and everything. So cool, so exciting. All right, so as you can see, there's different um, things on your table. There's journals and pens, and there's a little card that has like the instructions that we're gonna be doing. I'm gonna walk you through it, but the little card is so you can take it with you into your week, into your month, into your Advent season. Um, yeah, so if I have not met you yet, my, my name's Rachel. Hi, I'm glad that you're here. Um, so today we are going to do a spiritual practice together. It's been a really long time since we've had uh, the tables in here or had any kind of like class kind of setting, which I love so much. I miss doing classes here, so I thought it'd be a fun little, I don't know. I hope you guys think it's fun, but I like the tables. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to be doing a spiritual practice called Emmanuel Journaling which I hope that this will bring you into a space to hear the loving and tender voice of God in your life. So during the Advent season, we talk about the hope, peace, joy, and love of Jesus, and that Jesus's character and life are an example to us and bring us to these things. Talking about these things can be very difficult during this time of year. Um, a lot of us feel the very opposite of hopeful, peaceful, joyful, and loving during the holidays. Uh, many of us have a hard time connecting with these things because of the brokenness of the world and of the people we love. And it's okay to not feel these things, and you also don't have to force yourself into feeling joyful or peaceful or hopeful. But we can be confident that these fruits of the Spirit are available to us through the Holy Spirit and through the person of Jesus. Jesus models what it looks like to be hopeful, peaceful, joyful, and loving, especially in the midst of brokenness, sorrow, 
betrayal, etc. We believe in the work of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit empowers us to live a life like Jesus, and that the Holy Spirit is our helper, our comforter, our encourager, and our friend. Uh, we get to experience the hope, peace, love, and joy of Jesus through the Holy Spirit. And that's a gift for us. I feel like for a long time as a Christian, I felt like the only reason that I received these gifts were to give them away. And I felt like they were never for just me to enjoy or to experience. And so I want you to know today that these gifts are for you. And we get to give them away when we have them and when we receive them. Um, but we can't receive, or we can't share them if we don't receive them ourselves. So during the Advent season, we also talk about Jesus being Emmanuel, which we sang a lot about today, which means the God who is with us. Part of experiencing Emmanuel is learning to listen to the tender and kind voice of God. So this week, this is week two of Advent, and we already lit the peace candle. The Hebrew word for peace is shalom, which means wholeness or completeness, and that can also be in regards to well-being. This completeness or wholeness can feel very foreign and unattainable to us sometimes, um, so we experience things like depression and anxiety. Shalom can also be an action. To bring shalom can mean restoration and reconciliation. This can also feel far away or out of reach sometimes. How can we be hopeful or peaceful when things in the world look like they do? I'm sure all of you have asked that question before. I know I do. Our hope that gets rekindled during Advent season is that God's reign brings shalom with no end, that he's making a covenant of peace with us, making all wrongs right. Jesus' birth brings that peace, and his death restores us to wholeness and restoration of our relationship with God. He lived a life of shalom as an example to us on how to live our lives. But what does that look like in a world full of anxiety, worries, depression, war, brokenness, et cetera, et cetera? How can we experience shalom in the midst of it all? So today, I want to talk about peace by experiencing it, by having an opportunity to enter into it through a practice called Emmanuel Journaling. Again, as you can see, there's journals, pens, whatever you need on the table. Um, so before we get started with that, I would like us to have a scripture to meditate on. So first, I want you guys to be able to get in a comfortable position. However you feel comfortable, you can close your eyes, um, you can open your hands, however you feel comfortable to receive. Um, and I wanted to do some breathing exercises. I don't know if that's weird, but this is really helpful for me when I'm really anxious or feeling depressed. And whenever I try to enter into manual journaling, I try to take deep breaths because it just really centers me in the moment. So we're going to take it few breaths, and what we're going to do is breathe in for four, we're going to hold it for four, and then we're going to breathe out for four. Does that make sense? You tracking with me? Cool. All right, so let's breathe in for four. You're going to hold it for four. You're going to breathe out for four. Really hard to talk when I'm holding my breath. Okay, let's do it again. Okay, one more time. I'm gonna breathe in for four. So, like I said, I really like doing this breathing exercise before I enter into scripture because it really helps connect us to the Holy Spirit 
the Ruach, which is the Hebrew word for breath and spirit, which is the divine within us and also with us. So today's verse is in Colossians 1, 15 through 20. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything and was created, before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He's the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. For God, in all his fullness, was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. I'm going to read through it one more time. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He's the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead, so he is first in everything. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in earth, in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. So today as we enter into Emmanuel journaling, I want to just tell you a little bit about what it is. So Emmanuel journaling is a writing practice that helps us to explore our life events, especially in our interior life, including our thoughts, our feelings, and body sensations um, with our good God, who is Emmanuel. It's a simple process to help you become aware of God's compassionate presence in the painful as well as the mundane moments of your life. As we know, Advent is a season of waiting and desiring, hoping for things that are not yet. This practice gives us space to bring our sorrow, our desires, anxieties, our joys, our desperation into the presence of God. In slowing down enough to pause, to give thanks if you're able to, and then to follow an elegant process of sensing God's response has been a very transformative thing for a lot of people around the nation and the world. People continue to share stories of peace and transformation as well as reconciling relationships through this practice. So the first step of the practice, and this is on the little cards too on the back, the first step is to think of something that you're grateful for and begin to share that with God or to bring your true feelings or state of being to God. So that doesn't have to be joy. 
It could be whatever you're feeling right now, whatever you're going through. This is just an opportunity to express to God. And that phrase can look like, dear God, dear Holy Spirit, dear Jesus, whoever you refer to God as. So I'm going to give you a couple minutes to write on this, and then we'll move to the next step. I'm going to do it too. So as you guys finish up that thought, um, now we're going to start imagining God's response to us. So the first thing that we're going to do is imagine God seeing your situation, your, or your, sorry, we're going to take a moment to listen to God's response and write down your impression of how God would respond to you. So you can imagine God saying to you, my dear child. And then what 
his response would be to you about what you wrote. So I'm going to give you a few minutes to do that too. So next, we are going to imagine God seeing our situation, your environment, your movement, and your inner experience. So imagine God saying to you, I can see you, I see you, I'm with you. So that's the next part.
So the next thing is God saying to you that he can hear you. I can hear you. Imagine God hearing all your thoughts that are spoken and unspoken. So during this next prompt, prompt, we're going to imagine God who knows you well, validating your experience with compassion and empathy. So imagine God saying, I understand how big this is for you, or I understand how you feel.
In this next one, I want you to imagine God calling your name lovingly and simply enjoying being with you. How do you perceive God might be with you and speaking to you in a kind, tender, and loving way? Take a moment in God's loving presence. God could be saying to you, I'm glad to be with you. I see your weakness, your joy, your sorrow, your emotions tenderly. And then lastly, imagine God assuring you that he has the power to help you and to give you everything that you need and desires to give you everything you need. You can imagine God saying, I can do something about what you're going through.
Sounds like the kids are getting a little crazy up there, so I'm going to kind of wrap this up. But <laughs> um, as you go into this into your week, I hope that this practice can help you um, just enter into the presence of God. I know as somebody who personally struggles with a lot of anxiety, this helps me center myself and also experience God with me. I have learned that anxiety does not really go away, <laughs> that it's just something that you can manage. And so this is a way that I meet with God, that I hear God's voice in my life, and it helps me show up in a non-anxious way when I do this. Um, so yeah, I hope this practice will carry you into the presence of God who loves you, sees you, is with you, and may it bring you ongoing peace. As you can see, there's communion on your tables. I actually need one. So as the band comes up, we're going to enter in communion together. So on the night Jesus was betrayed, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, who understands the feelings of betrayal, the anxieties of the world, um, the depths, the very depths of joy and sorrow, he broke his body for you, and he spilled his blood for you to show you that he's with you that he cares for you. I just dropped my wafer on the ground. And that he loves you. <laughs> I'm not gonna eat this. <laughs> I love you guys. I hope that this space was a place that you could experience peace today. Thanks, Cindy. Cindy's giving me thumbs up, so gotta know it's good then. <laughs> love you guys.